Hey y'all, here is a quick ad before we jump into the episode. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but it does not have to be. With Zencaster, you have a whole tool that can make remote podcasting that much easier. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio quality audio and video without needing all the tech-savvy know-how. It records each guest locally, then uploads the crystal clear audio and video right into the suite so you can have the high quality raw materials that you want to work with. This works really great when my guest is talking and Preston just won't stop barking. I'm able to just cut out his barks and keep all of my guest's audio. To access Zencaster and all its tools with a 30% off coupon, go to zen.ai forward slash coffee combos that's z-e-n dot a-i forward slash c-o-f-f-e-e c-o-n-v-o-s and type in the promo code coffee combos that's c-o-f-f-e-e c-o-n-v-o-s for 30 percent off for three months Okay, now let's jump right back into the episode. Welcome back, Coffee and Cobble listeners. I am your host, Liz, and this is my podcast where I talk with friends, leaders in the community, and other great conversationalists about politics, wellness, and activism. And we like to talk about how they're all connected or how they intersect. And this episode is no different, but it is an exciting one. So I have Danielle here, and she's going to talk to us about investing. But don't click away if you're just like, I'm not into numbers, money isn't my thing, because Danielle has a really interesting take on finance, and especially in how it affects women and the confidence gap, as she likes to talk about it. So welcome, Danielle. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. I am excited for this conversation. Yes, me too. I've been so excited. I'm such a big fan. So I'm. this is like a dream come true for me. So, so excited. And so as you know, I have my coffee and combo question. So I'm going to th- throw it around a little bit. So when I think of finance, I think of like Wall Street, maybe an espresso, like on the go, busy. If you had to describe finance or investing to someone, what kind of drink would it be? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I totally see why you think of it as like a shot of espresso. For me, it would be like a nice latte, iced or warm. That's your preference. Um, And it's customizable, like a, a nice latte. You can add some flavor in there. You can, you know, change out the milk. It's, it's customizable. It's whatever you want it to be, but it's still kind of putting in a little bit now so you can have some good reserves later. So putting in some energy now and then, you know, it takes a little bit to make a nice latte, but, you know, uh, you'll get some good energy payoff later. I stinking love that. It, it <laughs> makes investing not so scary because essentially that's what it is. It, it It's really whatever you want it to be or need it to be. And it might take some time to, you know, get to the end result that that latte, but 
it really is customized to the person. That that was genius. Say that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. And so like how how did you get into investing? Like how like has investing and money management and money always been like a passion? Like how did this start? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I'll give credit where credit's due, as much as I hate to give my boyfriend credit for anything. He <laughs> is very good with money and he's always telling me about like investing. And so he got me on Betterment and I saw some dividend returns from that. And like, that was kind of exciting. And I had some time off of work and I read this book called The Intelligent Investor, which is what inspired Warren Buffett. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, well, Warren Buffett says this is his source material. I definitely want to read it um, and get a good idea of uh, that. And for anyone who doesn't know, Warren Buffett is uh, a billionaire. I used to get him confused with Jimmy Buffett, the country singer. So they're different. (laughs) They're not the same. And so I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so interesting, like value-based investing, like investing in how much value you put on the company and not how much value everybody else is putting on the company. And for me, I've never experienced like, you know, the idea of like FOMO, like fear of missing out or like peer pressure. Like I very much don't subscribe to that. So the idea of investing in the value of a company and not the hype around it really Mm -hmm. resonated with me. And so that made me super interested in investing and um, that's how I got started. So I'm definitely new to it. And that's why I think it's such a good thing for me to be like showing people my journey through learning about investing so they can kind of like learn with me. And um, I do all of my research. I do really diligent research. So I would never share something that isn't, um, you know, fully backed by research, but I am like learning as I go. And uh, fact checking everything you'll see on um, my TikTok whenever I post like financial facts, I always put the source in the comments. Funnily enough, people love to say, oh, but you didn't put a source. And I'm like, it's in the comments. Like I always put a source. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta read the comments, folks. (laughs) I love that. Like that is such an amazing journey of like, because again, I think sometimes when, at least for me, when I think of finance, I think of like, okay, this is, you know, someone that has intentionally, they've been wanting to do this all their life. They've studied this. And you're like, you know what? I wanted to get into this and I wanted to be better at money management, which cliche, right? Like, I feel like people tell women that a lot, right? Oh, you know, spend wisely. They tell women, but they never tell you how, right? It's always this, just stop shopping or don't get that latte. But like, really, how do you multiply? And you've kind of been dabbling in women in investment and finance. And what, tell me about this, this confidence gap, as you call it. Yeah. So I read this book called The Confidence Code. I'm a big reader. I'll mention a lot of books. Um, Yeah. um, It's called The Confidence uh, Code. And it's about the confidence gap between men and women. And it basically says that statistically, this has been studied. You can't prove anything. So I hate to say it's proven, but it's been studied Mm -hmm. and supported with research that men are statistically more confident than women. And that gives them a lot of leverage over women unintentionally. So it's not that men are trying to one up women, but um, this, you know, I think we all know when you feel good about yourself, like you feel like you can do anything a little bit. And right. men kind of have that natural reserve of that. And for women, it takes a little bit more to get there. Mm-hmm. And so that plays into risk aversion. So women, mm. because we're 
confident we have more risk aversion and we view investing as being pretty risky and therefore we're less likely to invest. So the confidence gap actually uh, leads to an investment gap between men and women. And in 2019, less than 30% of women were investing. And I think like for men, it was like statistically like way more than that. Um, So that's, you know, that's a pretty crazy statistic. Yes. um, men's net worths are about twice as much as a woman's net worth because women don't invest and you know you get those dividends and that payoff and it's the difference between women will put money in a savings account and men will put it into an investment account and for women no. it'll just sit there and for men it'll multiply and multiply um and you know a lot of the ways that we teach finance is so like mm-hmm. hard Whereas women yeah. have more soft skills and we don't really teach finance in that way. And so trying to relate finance to things that are more relatable to women is something that's really important to me. And like you said, saying, stop, stop, girls, stop buying your coffee, stop buying clothes. Like that's not realistic. Like that's taking the joy out of life. And I think 100. a lot of what, women are taught is that your confidence comes from how you look and Mm -hmm. so we need to invest like in clothes and our looks to feel confident whether that's a good thing or not I think it's just like a fact of our society um and so telling women not to invest in themselves is just going to further make like widen that confidence gap so that's not the solution and so right. trying to men tailor... are really quick to be like oh my gosh fix yourself up and all of this but it's like you told me yeah. not to buy anything <laughs> yeah and then you know if the flip side of that is if you don't you know invest in clothes and your appearance it's like she doesn't care like she doesn't care about right. her appearance like she's lazy right. she's so societal coffee. expectations right yeah. so you're you're hit on both sides whether you do or you don't exactly and so I'm never going to be the person who says don't shop one because I love to shop. It's fun for me. And two, because it makes you feel good. And when you feel good, you're more willing to do better for yourself and invest Mm -hmm. in yourself and invest financially. So for me, it's just tailoring that uh, finance to what appeals more statistically to women. I think that's so clever because you looked at the societal expectations and norms and you said, okay, if this is the construct that you want us to live by, how do we use that to then close this gap? This not only this confidence gap, but this worth gap. And it's just like um, very, very clever to say, okay, I'm not telling you to stop doing anything, but we're just going to modify it and show you how to um, capitalize on it. Yes, exactly. You know, I would love to say, like, let's throw out these society standards and we don't have to worry about how we look, but it's it would be great to have, like, a societal overhaul where women aren't valued by their looks mm-hmm. and what they're wearing, and that would be awesome. But I don't know that I have the power to make that change. That seems like something larger, mm-hmm. bigger than myself. But what I can do is show people how to operate within the constraints that we do have and still be Very successful. Clever. Uh, So that's kind of been my goal. Absolutely. Can you give us an example of how how you can do that? Any any tip on, you know, whether it's like a video you had on how you can use your everyday routine and turn it into investing? Yeah, so I make a few videos on this and I try to incorporate this into a lot of my videos. So I love, you know, fashion and beauty and I love shopping but I'll do it in a clever way to kind of 
bring investing into it. And so I shop a lot of sales. Um, oh my gosh, I just hit the Nordstrom Rack. They were having a big Memorial Day sale, the Red Tag sale. And I got like three bags of clothes. And this is like a perfect example. Um, so it has a red please, tag. Because listen, it is Memorial Day and I'm like wanting to go to the mall. So I need some yes. tips. <laughs> yes, I can definitely help you. Um, so with the red tag sale, it has like the original price on it and then the red tag price. And so you know what you're saving essentially. So it was originally $100 marked down to $60. You're saving $40. So that means that you can take that $40 and invest it uh, because I'm a big proponent of don't buy something just because it's on sale. Act like it's the full price. And if you would buy it at the full price, then it's a good deal. If you wouldn't buy it at the full price, then it's not a good deal and it's not a good investment. So Mm -hmm. it's a sure I would buy it at $100. I love it. It's just a bargain that happens to be on sale. So I'll buy it for $60 and I'll save $40 and put it into savings or investment. And that's kind of how we can leverage our passions and the things we like, but also remember that we have the future that we need to plan for and um, that we don't have to sacrifice anything because we would have spent that money anyways. And and Mm -hmm. hey, like now we get this awesome new outfit and we get to save. I love that. I love how you said, you know, we don't have to lose anything because again, I think, you know, you, you touched upon the difference between like men and women with the confidence gap or the investment gap. And sometimes it's like, well, women have to give up something if we want it all. And what you're really talking about is like, no, we can have it all. And just like, just reshifting things, whether how you think or how you are intentional about your money and your finance. And I think that it is, is so true, you know, or so important, especially if we look kind of like at the trend of politics, right? So we're not doing anything politically to do anything different with the wellness gap or not the well, the worth gap mm-hmm. um, in regards to um, salaries and having salaries for women be equal to men and pay be equal to men. So you have that hit you. On top of, right, we have this legislation around um, abortion rights and things like that. So if you have a child before you're ready, you now have to think differently about your your finances. And mm-hmm. what you're saying is like really thinking about your future and how you can leverage your options, your, um, your financial options, so you can have more um, physical and societal options. And so I just think it's very clever. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, I could go on and on about our current political state. But I think that's such a good point that, you know, it's giving you giving you options, um, especially when it seems to me like just just my personal opinion, like it feels almost like not only are we not doing anything to close the gap between men and women, but we're almost moving backwards and taking away options. Um, And so if society as a whole is going to take away our options, we need to find ways to give ourselves more options and give our, give ourselves opportunities for the future. If society Absolutely. as a whole, isn't going to do that for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could not have said it better because it really, um, you know, how do you keep yourself protected and how do you keep yourself, you know, being able to sustain yourself if, you know, outside entities won't do that. And it's really like re-empowering women and I love that. Um, do you have any other tips or anything like that that you can share at this time? Yeah, I have one more. I made a video okay. about it. Um, 
it's controversial but okay it's, I some people think it's controversial I think it's just thrifty and smart and so um the best example I have is you know the company Everlane they have really great sustainable fashion but it's pricier and they have this um business pant called the dream pant and it looked so perfect but it was like $90 for one pair and so I um went and tried on the pants to see what size I would be. And then I went on Poshmark uh, and bought it pre-loved, pre-owned, um, and every single color that they had for, I think I spent like $120 on like six pairs of it instead of about no, $100 per way. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> I don't like, is this okay? At first I was like, is this okay to like put out there like to do this? But I think yes, it's, it's we so need smart. this tip. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really smart. It's also good for the environment. Like we're cutting down on consumerism and, and things like mm-hmm. that. And it's saving us money. And then I could reinvest a ton of savings. Like I saved so much money. Same for they have this like cute little pair of like heels and a million different colors. And um, I already knew my shoe size. I was like, I'm just going to go on Poshmark and see. And there was a ton of them on Poshmark. So I ordered a bunch of them for like $20 each instead of $100 each. So little things like that, like just taking that extra step, um, you know, it's just kind of like mindfulness. I think a lot of times if you're shopping on like a website and you love something, you just want to buy it. But taking that extra step to be like, let me just like shop around and see if this is available somewhere else for a better price. Um, and thinking like, oh, I have a future that I need to be mindful of, like just taking that extra step to like, be mindful, I think is a really good skill. Definitely something I struggle with. Um, sometimes I think it's so yes, because I could be impulsive, but I'm listen, I'm, I, I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know if you like astrology, but I'm a Leo. And I feel like part of that is like the fire and the impulse. And so I'll just sometimes just want to pull the trigger and then I'll be like, okay, like (laughs) take a step back and like think about this. Um, I just bought a camera. That was my big impulse buy. Um, I just started a new job and I was lucky enough to get like a bonus. And so I just, um, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Best Buy and buy like the best camera they have. And my boyfriend was like, don't you want to think about this? I was like, no. I'm I'm gonna do it because I was like I'm investing in my content and like my creativity That's and right. my hobby and so yeah I that was my big impulse buy so I'm not perfect I'm not free of impulse purchasing but I do try to be more mindful. Well, listen if I'm going over to Poshmark, I can definitely uh, <laughs> afford to splurge. I love that. What has the reaction been like? Have people found? your 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 videos and your instruction helpful like how has this experience been as someone who's just sharing their knowledge on on money management and investing yes that's a great question it's been interesting so um my content tends to i do like hashtags for like women in investing and investing for women so it does tend to get pushed towards women so that has been great to have that supportive community of people who are engaged and interested. But sometimes the TikTok algorithm will push my videos out to men who are into stocks. And that's when it gets really interesting. Um, And that's when I get 100 comments telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about or that I'm making up statistics, despite me linking the studies that I read in my comments. Um, I, I don't know if they can't see the comment that I linked or I don't know, but um, 
So that's when they'll tell me, I think I had a comment tell me like, oh, like I would be lucky if like a man would even have me like crazy. No. And, and then they said, they're like, oh, like this, your content is so stupid. It supports the need for a wage gap between men and women. Like, oh, no, crazy stuff. And I was just like, you know, there's nothing about um, my career or my last name's not even on my account. So like, you can't find out literally anything about me through my TikTok besides what I decided to share, which is, mm-hmm. I think, what I want for my social media presence is like what I'm willing to share and not mm-hmm. people FBI investigating everything about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't take it personally or anything because they literally don't know like anything about me besides the fact mm-hmm. that I shared like statistics from an article. Um, so it's more like you just kind of take it in jest and you're like, well, I guess it's you know, upping my engagement and pushing my content out and it'll eventually find the right crowd. Um, so about two weeks ago, one of my videos got like 30,000 views, um, which was really exciting, but it was mostly men in my comments being like, this is stupid or the pay gap isn't real and all this crazy stuff, despite many research studies yeah. to the contrary. But, you know, if anyone is like creating content and they find themselves on the wrong side of TikTok, uh, I think just wait it out and don't delete the videos because mm. my video is finally being pushed out to women and they're jumping to the comments to like defend me and like be really oh, nice beautiful. and supportive. And so, you know, just, I think just remembering that like these people don't know me and they don't know anything about me. And um, if you're so angered by me, I'm not, you know, making conclusions or saying, oh, men are, you know, dampening mm. opportunities for women. I'm simply presenting statistics. And so if men are that enraged by statistics, I think that says something about them more than it says anything about me or my content. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's definitely been interesting. And it's really funny to like post something and then, you know, go about my day and then come back to my phone and see all these like crazy comments telling me like, this is so dumb or this is made up or you're or something. And I'm just like, geez, like people are really heated on the Internet. (laughs) And right, always- you're just trying to spread some light and love, and they're just like, "Oh my gosh, you'll never be able to get a man." What girl? Yeah, bye. yeah, and it's always like user one five seven four with like a weird <laughs> picture, you know, like someone who's like hiding behind a TikTok account, so um, who can't even like put their real name on their account. Right. So, um, just remembering like my purpose and that eventually my content will find the right people, which is finally happening. So. Um, I think that video got like 50,000 views finally, which is really exciting. And yeah. the remaining like 20,000 have been like supportive women. And I've right. gotten some DMs. I've like followed some people back and gone some DMs and they're like, oh my gosh, like I've wanted to invest. I didn't know where to start. This is so helpful. And I'm like, you know, it was worth it. Like taking that barrage yeah. of nonsense from from these other people to be able to find and help other women. So it was all worth it, but it was definitely interesting. Well, I'm glad you're like taking it in strides and not letting it impact your confidence gap. And and again, I think that it, it, it's so telling of, unfortunately, people that are in society, while it might not be a lot of people or everyone, you know, it, the fact that people feel like it's okay, not only to just talk about your content to say like, hey, I disagree, but like to make assumptions about yourself or your worth because you are helping other people improve their money management or investing it, you know, so 
what is your TikTok so that we can increase your number of supportive followers so that you do not have these these nasty followers? (laughs) How can we find you for some more tips? Yeah, so my TikTok is invest with D. Um, my boyfriend and his family call me D, and I figured that would be like a cute little name. So it's invest with D, and my Instagram is invest with D underscore because invest with D was taken. Uh, but <laughs> I post on both. I post more just like fun lifestyle content on my Instagram. Um, but my TikTok is. Uh, you know, I do product reviews saying like, is this worth the investment um, with what you're getting? And then I'll do my favorite thing to do recently is like five second financial fact where I just like post a statistic and link an article for you to read and make your own conclusions about. Um, and those have been great too. And also one of my favorite is, uh, I don't know if you know what Groupon is, but I do. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. I love, you can find the best deals on there. So I like scour Groupon and then I'll like highlight some of like the best deals in certain cities. Um, and so I've been doing that recently too. Um, so a whole wide variety of investing financially, how to budget your money and then investing in yourself and what products are worth investing in to make you feel good about yourself. So we're taking a lot of different perspectives on the word investing. I love that. I I love that because, again, like I said in the beginning, when I had heard the word invest, I'm just like, first of all, I didn't even know I'm like, am I even qualified to talk about investing? (laughs) I'm not really great with money. But you have presented it in such a way that it's not so black and white. There's these other shades of investing. And, and I love that. And I love that you are creating the safe space to talk about money and financials. And from the point of view of a woman, right? Like, no, I don't want to stop shopping. I want to keep shopping. <laughs> and how do I do that? Um, and so I, I love that. So thank you for, for sharing your content and taking this on. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's been so much fun. It's only been a few weeks, but I have you know, nine weeks of content planned out already. So, and I just keep planning. So I'm excited to like keep making content and educating people and hopefully entertaining people as well. Absolutely. Have you found that in like a change in your confidence through being on this journey and learning more about investing in finance? Have, you know, has your confidence gap changed? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm more shy and reserved. Um, I don't know if you like Myers-Briggs, but my job is really into Myers-Briggs and I'm an I, like instead of an E. Um, And so it can be more difficult for me to engage with people quickly. Like it just takes me a minute. Um, And I think, you know, on TikTok, you don't have a minute. You have like two seconds to hug someone. So figuring out ways to engage with people quickly. And that's really helped me feel more confident. Um, so that's been, that's been great. Um, and I think putting yourself out there a little bit and not being so like judgmental of like, oh, like my eye looked kind of weird in this one shot Mm -hmm. and realizing like, well, this video is going to add so much value to people that like, Mm -hmm. I don't care that my eye looks kind of weird for like three seconds. Like, I think this Mm -hmm. will be really good content for people to want to watch. Um, and so not scrutinizing myself as much has also come from this, um, which I wasn't expecting. Absolutely. That's so like counter 
what people have said or found about social media and like how it can impact self-esteem, but you've used it in a way to improve your self-esteem and confidence. And that is just fantastic. Kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah. I would say I'm really careful of the content I consume. Um, And so if you look at like who I'm following, I follow like other micro influencers. I follow inspirational podcasts and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, and you know, I think models are like incredible and beautiful and amazing, but they don't always seeing pictures don't always make me feel great about myself. And Mm -hmm. so I try to consume that content a little bit less and not compare myself to that. Um, Mm. or if there is like a model, like I'll try to watch like their vlogs and like humanize them and models that post that content instead of content where it's just like beautiful, stunning pictures that I feel like I can't quite compare to. So just being conscious of what I consume has been really helpful. And because the algorithm on TikTok gives you what you search for, my Mm -hmm. For You page is more like uplifting, inspirational, women supporting women, and like not the side of TikTok that can be like competitive or showing off or something that would make me not feel great. So you kind of get get back what you're putting out there so um, that's just like investing get out what you put in yeah exactly I love that Danielle before I ask my last question any last words that you would like to leave folks with yeah I would say that I know investing sounds scary and you know the concept of like buy the stock and trade and the sensationalism of it all but if you just read the basics. I have um, some notes in my bio, not sponsored, not affiliate. Like I literally just took notes in a Google doc and they're in my bio on TikTok. Um, And I summarized um, some good resources on investing. Um, You'll find that it's actually not that risky if you do it the way that the source material tells you to. And so investing um, by saving a little bit here and there and throwing it into even like apps like Betterment, I use Betterment, um, you know, throwing it into like an investing account or researching individual stocks or investing in companies that you believe in with values that align with yours can be really good ways to invest for your future and invest in yourself. And I would say if you're looking for a place to start, the resources in my bio are great. And I have some videos about where to start on my TikTok. And also because the underlying gap between men and women is that confidence gap, invest mm-hmm. in yourself and don't give up on the things that you love, I think are really important. Oh, I, love that. Yeah. Um, I know we can get really busy with career. And if you have children, I imagine I don't have children, but I can't imagine doing a career and children and having hobbies. So investing in yourself first, building that base level of confidence, and then deciding to invest in the market and and go from there and you can make it as intense as you want it to be but don't fall Mm. into the sensationalism of the trading and the this and the that like just invest with what you believe in with what you're comfortable with and you will get returns because as long as you're not doing crazy trading you're probably going to get about average returns and people who done that their whole lives are living beautiful lives in florida retired so um, just just, you know, if, if you do just average amounts, you'll get average returns and average returns are more than good enough when you do it's it. It's more than what you lifetime. started with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So invest in yourself, invest financially, and you'll get out more than what you originally put in. 
I love that. Danielle, this has been very, very wonderful. Listeners, um, the information on how to follow Danielle will be in the episode description, as well as I hope you'll send over a couple of key links that we should have. Yeah. Um, I will add that to the episode description as well. Um, Danielle, my final question for you is what's in your cup? And this is where I ask my guest and my listener, what three things do you need to have a better day and better week? And while you think of your answer, I'll give you mine. So this week, well, I'm going to add money. Um, I, I want to be better at it, more confident in it, wiser about it. And after this conversation, I feel like really ready to do that. So I'm adding money to my cup. I'm adding, I'm adding confidence, right? So being more confident, whether it's in my content and um, new things that I'm trying to do, but just being confident and and fun because money, as you have taught us today, should be fun, but as well as just doing something a little fun to pour back into my emotional cup this week. Um, so that's what I'm adding, money, confidence, and fun. Danielle, what about you? What do you need to have a better day or a better week? Wow, yours was awesome. I would say I definitely need uh, encouragement. Um, you know, sometimes it feels like you're shouting into the abyss a little bit with social media and you're just hoping that you, you get something back from people or you're making an impact on people. So encouragement in the form from, you know, my friends and family or from a comment just saying like, wow, those really helped or, or things like that to help me keep going. Um I mean, I always am a big advocate of caffeine, so caffeine in my cup, the energy yes. to keep going. Um, I I work full time on top of doing this, so I definitely need that uh, stamina to keep going. And I would say the third one would be, oh man, um, maybe like compassion is definitely mm. one that I always think um, everybody can use a little bit right. more of. Um, so I'm a big advocate of like trying to level with people and understand them and get like compassion from them and, and giving it to them. I love that. Love that. Love that. Danielle, this has been wonderful. Please do not be a stranger to coffee and combos. And I look forward to learning more about investing through watching your videos. Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs>